1: Well, my daddy left home when I was three and he didn't leave much to Ma and me, just this old guitar and an empty bottle of booze. Now, I don't blame him because he run and hid, but the meanest thing that he ever did was before he left, he went and named me Sue. Well, he must have thought that it was quite a joke and it got a lot of laughs from a lot of folks. It seems I had to fight my whole life through. Some gal would giggle and I'd get red, and some guy'd laugh and I'd bust his head. I will tell you, life ain't easy for a boy named Sue.
0: Welcome to well, the God, God Whisperers. I'm, I'm Craig D'Onofrio and I'm Bill Swirla. Got a little Johnny Cash going. Yeah. going here. Little boy named, boy Sue. named Sue. I love this I when, when I was a kid. I thought this was. Let's just let thing this ride for a while. Yeah,
1: let's let's do this. Stars, I'd search the honky tonks and bars and kill that man and give me that awful name. gray and old and I looked at him and my blood ran cold and I said, my name is Sue, how do you do? Now you gonna die. <laughs> yeah, that's what I
0: told him. I loved this song when I was a kid. Now you're gonna well, die.
1: I hit him hard right between the eyes and he went down but to my surprise, come up with a knife and cut off a piece of my ear. But I busted a chair right across his teeth And we crashed through the wall and into the street Kicking and a-gouging in the mud And the blood and the beard I tell you, I fought tougher men But I really can't remember when He kicked like a mule And he bit like a crocodile I heard him laughing And then I heard him cussing He went for his gun And I pulled mine first He stood there looking at me And I saw him smile And he said, son This world is rough, and if a man's gonna make it, he's gotta be tough. And I know I wouldn't be there to help you along.
0: The lesson fatherhood right here.
1: That name and I said goodbye. I knew you'd have to get tough or die. And it's that name that helped to make you strong. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. He said, now you just fought one hell of a fight, and I know you hate me and you got the right to kill me now, and I wouldn't blame you if you do. But you ought to thank me before I die For the gravel in your guts and the spit in the eye Cause I'm the son of a bitch that named you Sue <laughs> Yeah, what could I do? What could I do? I got all choked up and I threw down my gun Called him a paw and he called me a son And I come away with a different point of view I'll play this for Father's Day <laughs> And I think about him now and then Every time I try and every time I win And if I ever have a son I think I'm going to name him Bill or George, any damn thing but Sue. I still hate that man. All right.
0: Yes. Uh, lesson in father. Johnny. Th- you know, all these stars that, that give their kids crazy names. Weasel. Yeah. <laughs> stuff like that. <laughs> Apple. Maybe Maybe it's actually a loving thing. It is. It is. To Especially make sure that your your son gets beat up. Gravel on your in your guts and, and the yes, spit in your yeah, eye. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. Of course, uh, sounds like uh the character sue uh went on to great things in life uh, obviously nobel peace prize winner and and that sort of thing right jail yeah, I'm Craig for you. I'm Bill Swirla. Didn't we introduce ourselves I don't already? I know. You're listening to the God Whispers. We are The God Episode Whispers. Episode number 200. The big 200. This is the big 200. We got caught by surprise yeah, there. Yeah, we did. And so we don't have anything uh, in the way of special music, fanfare, et cetera. I do have, I do have a, uh, a Brian Yamami mashup, uh, and I, I just need to... Uh, <laughs> Basically, upload it, but find, find you know, it. I gotta find it first of all. But uh, find it and then upload it. But um, we do have, and th- that's going to be an internet special. That'll be an internet. I, sp- I you know, don't know what that means. That means that we're not going to put it on pirate Christian radio. Oh, nor will it. It sort of um, mess with the flow. If he, as as if we does it need one attention. Of these? The uh, I, yeah, I home. think. Schooler, not Alert. today though. We don't need. Oh, okay. We don't need it today. Well, if we you can put if we put Don away here. Inquire no more, you feral beast. <laughs> there you there go. go. Uh what's the Skype number, by the way? Skype number six two six five nine three seventy seven thirteen, and we have nothing. Do do we have Henning's Skype. call? We should play Henning's call at least like once a uh, uh, once yeah, an episode. I can, I can bring that up in a minute here. Yeah. But, uh, go well, ahead, while while you're while you're looking for Henning's famous call, <laughs> uh <laughs> the mothership ship is godwhispers.com dot com or dot org we it would both work because we wouldn't want anybody to co opt either dot com or dot org no. for nefarious purposes that would be that would be bad you know what could happen yes uh, and also uh, you can email us at GodWhispers at <laughs> 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 thank you henning. Henning, Henning hocks a loogie for the GW. Hey, was that some sort of prostate exam or something? You know, I don't know. No, that, Remember, we went over this last oh yeah, time. yeah, that's not prostate. That's hernia. Hernia exam. The turn-your-head-and-cough is hernia. <clears throat> the crack-a-smile, that's prostate. I, I have not had Dr. Jellyfinger yet. Yeah, but... You, see, we've gotten... A but couple middle-aged men here. I have had my fair share of colonoscopies, so... Well, that's true. You have history. Yeah. So, you know, it becomes kind of a regular vacation with you. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> hey, good news. I got Shatner tickets. Yes, I we're saw going that. to see Shatner, man. I'm looking forward to oh, that. Oh man That's, It's January, right? It's uh January, mid January, mid-January, a or Thursday or like evening, seven thirty. I got I got cool tickets. I got four. They're in a row, so we have to sit together. But I I felt oh, it was only man. appropriate. Well we'll put but, our wives between us so we won't fight. <laughs> <laughs> He's touching <laughs> me. Um, Tell me stop. Yeah. Right. that sounds like family <laughs> vacation with my family. <laughs> And my family <laughs> my sister sitting between us. Stop looking at me. <laughs> Stop it. Mom. Um, but I got four seats. <laughs> <laughs> I think this just might, might pop up. Hennings, most... lay off the cigarettes. That's all I can say, okay? I think that's the best call we ever had. Well, you know. <laughs> <there's> <laughs> it's, it's right up there. Right up, there with, right up there with this one. With this, one. This, one's, this one's mighty fine too, though. <laughs> <laughs> we got to try to splice these two together. <laughs> you know, that that uh, you don't you, know what well, you and do there was hey, also the butt dial. I just I phenomenal. I just got a great idea. Okay, send me do a do a do a hijack of those, uh-huh. okay? Yeah. And and send me those as mp3s and we're going to do kind of a mashup of these of that and then I want the Norwegian yeah, we need the Norwegian, the depressive Norwegian, and maybe Henning hocking a lugie. Maybe he's a little uh, bit of obsessive Mike in there. Yeah, yeah, that that would work. Yeah. That, that would, you <laughs> know, and, and you could just kind—we'll of, just kind of put some of that together. I, I'm feeling the creative juices flowing even as we speak on that one. I, I think we could have some good times with that. Yes, yes, yes. Oh, you, know, you want to go to the mailbag? Yeah, let's do let's that. Do that. Do
1: that.
0: Let's see what we've got in the mailbag here. I'm working on two computers. That's, that's stretching um, things a little too. Bit. Yeah, Josh. Thank you for all the great work that you do. I don't think you've ever heard of you heard you guys comment on political news, but I was curious to get your local insight. California just passed into law a gay therapy ban bill. Did you see that? No. Oh, I don't even know what this is. Oh, oh, gay. oh, oh! You can't try to convert people. from Yeah, the, the governor signed buggery. a bill um it, it, it in into law. That basically makes gay conversion therapy, it bans gay conversion therapy. Uh, copy the story. I was curious of your insights as residents and as pastors. Does this affect you guys? If a teen comes to you for guidance, if they're struggling with this sin of homosexuality, thanks again. God's peace to you and the great work that you do, uh, Josh. So yeah, Jerry Brown signed into law this this bill. I missed that one. Yeah. When, when was this? Oh, I don't know. Let's see the the email date. Where's uh, how come I'm not seeing the email date here? And, and I don't have. Well, I'm gonna. Uh, say they, it doesn't affect us as pastors because mm. church not state well yeah that's right so well, they they can they can come after us but i don't think the courts will will side with the state it the bill prohibits sexual orientation change therapy for children under 18 um for children under 18. Yeah, for children under 18. So it seems to be and I don't have the actual bill in front of me. I I, I don't have the download thing here. So um <laughs> I wonder what happened there. Anyway, um hmm. it'll kick in January 1st of 2013. The uh, concern here is that the the attempt to straighten out gay kids uh has resulted in uh, teen depression and suicide they say you know i don't know as as young men are ever turned that way have you ever heard of any anyone successfully being counseled out of their well of their uh, you know uh finding other men attractive kind of thing yeah i have um there's some books you know kind of first person narrative books of uh, from people um one from our circles, as a matter of fact. But if you read the book, you, you, you realize that the guy was into gay porn. Okay. okay. Gosh, maybe we should put a homeschooler alert since we've gone down this road here. Attention. I'm always ready. Always ready contains for Don's Salsa alert. Tones. Attention. All right. Get the, the kids out for a second. We're going to talk home about gays. Homeschooler
1: alert. Attention. The following segment contains a homeschooler alert.
0: Okay, you've been issued the homeschooler alert. You have 10 seconds to get the children out of the room. (laughs) There we go. I need a buzzer. I don't have a buzzer. I need an eight at the end. That's right. Okay, that's long enough. Uh, Yeah, gay conversion therapy bans teen teen gay conversion i'm looking for something just that would give me a summary for this just to see you know i haven't put much thought into it here's the deal i there, mean there are an awful lot of adolescent boys that are just confused about everything who oh well. think on occasion maybe i'm gay yeah well uh, l- let's look at it this from a number because of because no angles. girls will go out with me yeah as a matter of fact we know some adults had. That- kind of wonder about themselves. Oh, I never finished the thought. I mean, yeah. th- there's, there's, there's some books floating around. And, and uh, what those appear to be, I, I think, I, in my opinion, is you know, these are guys who Um, maybe on the, the sliding scale, the spectrum of things, the rainbow of possible colors, uh, (laughs) they, you know, they, they kind of, uh, fall in the middle. Yeah. You know, it's kind of like, uh, whatever They're, they're, they're not actually engaged in homosexual relationships per se. Right. Um, but. But you know, and so it's one of those things that to me it'd be no different than kind of getting somebody off the off of any porn habit or any kind of uh, you know sort of ad- addictive behavior like that. So it doesn't really qualify. What's what's much would be much more um, qualifying is you know this 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 would be somebody who's you know always some kid who's always crushed on guys. Right, you know the gays I know. They'll tell you their first crush was on some male teacher. Uh, you know. Meanwhile, while the rest of us were you know ogling the uh, the uh, the the French teacher, the the teacher intern. Ooh, I remember my third grade. Oh teacher, yeah, Mrs. Selby. Yeah, I wasn't going to name names, but uh, but we we had we had a couple that I swear. Uh, they were personally responsible for driving boys into puberty. <laughs> you know, I mean, and, and this, this woman looked a lot like Livy Newton-John. Oh gosh, yeah, grade that's either. good look. Um, fourth so, grade, fourth yeah, grade, rather, that, rather, so. that kind of that blonde outback look. Oh, yeah. Oh uh, yeah, that yeah, was a doll. So you know, um, here's the thing, though. Uh, to get back to Josh's uh, uh, letter note, how does that affect the church? That's a good question. Uh, you know, the church doesn't. First of all, psychiatrists, the American Psychiatric Institute does not recognize homosexuality as disorder, uh, and therefore won't treat it they, as such. They anyway, did it until seventy-one or seventy-three, somewhere in there, until the the D, 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 DSM, the, the, whatever Three that four, the two, diagnostic eight, manual eight, nine, whatever number four came out, and that that one, that one. Took it off the books. Yeah, it lots was, of discussion whether that was under political pressure, whether that's scientifically based. Yada yada. yada, yada it was classified as a learned behavioral disorder before that. Yeah, 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 I don't know. yeah. So you know, one of the things from from the guys I know. I mean, you know, <laughs> what what kid is going to sort of say, "Hey, you know what? I'm going to be gay." You know, it's like that South Park you know episode know where it, they all decide to be gay in you know, the eighties. Cool thing in the eighties androgyny was highly prized Androgyny in our colleges. is and, a different that sort thing, of thing entirely. Yeah, but it, that's a d- entirely different thing. There were quite a few people in the 80s that decided to try being homosexual for a while there because I, it, was, it was really cool. You know, I don't want to go down. I was not one of them. I don't personally. want to go down that just, that, just that whole through. thing. We've been down this before. How is it going to affect us? I really don't know. Um, I, I think that in within the realm of pastoral counsel, you know we deal with a lot of things that that the the, the world the secular world, the psychiatric world might not consider to be you know worth the time or perhaps even uh, dangerous or whatever kind yeah. of you know just in terms of the way in which uh, sin is dealt with. Uh, but i can't see that i can't see that reaching into the church i mean that that but it is targeting some probably church sponsored reparative therapy Things and it doesn't Mm. outlaw it completely. It's just under the age of eighteen. So does this mean that you cannot uh, any longer abduct children and put them in your basement until they stop being gay? Yeah, I think I think that's pretty much ruled out. Okay, Uh, so so I just want to make sure that I got that this straight here. That that straighten them up boot camp that you're running, (laughs) just not going to be happening. Um, You know, I want to see you know on this whole issue. I I think the, the the way I approach this as a pastor is you know. I'm, we're not in the business of straightening people out. No, nope. uh, that'd be like straight, trying to say we're we're trying to straighten sinners out. You can't. You know, sinners have to die and rise. They don't get straightened out. Yeah, and and so this is a matter of of. Of you know, within the community of justified sinners of the baptized believing, of of uh, of bearing one another's burdens and of helping helping those uh, you know cope with the realities of, of what sin, death, and everything else has done in our lives. Um, but it's not a business of straightening them out. Um, with the, what I what you know what I say is uh, you know hang around with the Lord, and and let Him worry about this stuff. He yeah, like I mean, uh, he'll he'll deal with it. I mean, he might he might kill sexual desire in you tomorrow. I you hope know? not. Well, yeah, I mean, it's got to oh, all homo- die. Any of it. Yeah. It's all got to die. Oh, come on. Sure it does. I mean, Let's it's it's it. it's it's just there for reproduction, man. That's it. But, you know, Lord, help me to not sin but not quite yet. Yeah, yeah, right. See, <laughs> but little <he, laughs> well, I guess. Hey, it. sooner or later. <laughs> that's true. <laughs> It's gone, and you know, you know what well, I've said. But nothing like nothing like lifetime monogamy to kill lust in the flesh. So that actually might be a good argument for gay marriage, right there. You want to <laughs> you want to knock off all this stuff? Just just let them get married and force it for life. Well, I, I like what our what our. Little buddy Mark Jace has said to, to oh, the guy no, who's struggling gonna, with this. Is, okay. Is, my job is not to excuse your sin. My job is to forgive your sin. You know, and, and that's, I think that that's really that's, that's really a it. lot. That's really it. But, I mean, we have to say that in such a way that we're not implying that we are without sin. Or that by uh, having heterosexual desires, these are somehow pleasing to God. They're not. You know, that's the thing right there is is it's as if... Your your young men who are viewing straight porn at home are yeah. somehow better off than the young men yeah. viewing the gay porn yeah, at home. Yeah, it's like the father, father like says, you know, I found porn on my son's computer. And I thought, oh, man, what a bummer. Uh, it was straight. Thank God he's not <laughs> gay. <laughs> no! <laughs> <laughs> See, and, and you know, I mean, that's kind of uh, crass. I mean, I can understand a certain amount of relief with that, but See, but, but that's, that's still that's, it's it's messed up. Regardless, it's, it's a crass example yeah. of of you know we're all hot and wound up about gay marriage, and I mean, half of our people are divorced, remarried a whole bunch of times, their kids are shacked up and doing all kinds of stuff. Yeah, it's like the sixth commandment hasn't been broken until North Hollywood was invented. You know, it's what, come on, right, right? I have a friend who said that he was for. Gay marriage simply because he doesn't think that it's fair that they should be exempt from divorce <laughs> and, and alimony. Right. And <laughs> Welcome to the nightmare. You, you dude. shouldn't be able to play house without the penalties that go with it when it when it falls apart. You know. Yeah. <laughs> you know. Truthfully, I don't think you know. This is just like the whole gay marriage thing. That's the, that's a related question. When in states where gay marriage becomes you know the law of the land and stuff, what does it do to the churches? I'm of the opinion not a whole heck of a lot yeah you know, because these are, first of all, churches are closed. These are not open to, these are not public institutions. The church is not a public institution. Uh, secondly, it, you know, it is a matter of free exercise of religion. And no, I don't believe in the big slippery slope that, you know, you, it starts out with uh, with birth control and it goes down, downhill from there. Uh, you know, the churches, like any any closed society, are, are perfectly free to include or exclude whomever they wish for whatever reason. Reasons, right? I, I'm of the opinion that we should just redefine what the word marriage means. Uh, that a marriage is a union under God. Uh, a, a civil wedding, a, a, a civil union, can go on at the courthouse, but I think I think a marriage should occur in the church. And and this is how we could get away with this, get around with it. You know what? Let the gays have their civil unions. Let the let the straight people have their civil unions. But let's have weddings in church. Yeah, but I'll tell you why it won't work is is that I, I think the whole political side of the thing is is there is a measure of acceptability, there's a measure of, of societal acceptance with the word marriage. It it is it is fully loaded and that's what they want. But I still contend this is instituted by God and it's a church thing. The state regulates it for the sake of taxation, making sure you don't inbreed and and that sort of thing. I would be thrilled for the state to just get out of the whole business. I'm with you. They've been incompetent on this for decades, if not longer. And, you know, I I hate this licensing business. They're licensing, like, every damn behavior we have. Yeah, it's ridiculous. So, I mean, you know, who needs that? And, 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 yeah, leave that. You know, like the word sacrament, aside from the fact that our goofball capital is named Sacramento, but nobody knows why. (laughs) That's, you know, the shenanigans that goes on in Sacramento is hardly sacramental. Or, or the Supreme Court sitting in their building with the Ten Commandments on the wall ruling that lesser courts cannot have Ten Commandments on their walls. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that has a little bit of, uh, uh, yeah. Um, There's but, so yeah bigger, you know. know. Anyway, so, you know, is it going to matter? I doubt it. I, I really doubt it. Unless the church is running a, uh, a kind of a conversion therapy clinic. Uh, and, and, and that, yeah, that, that, that could, if if the church were running or, or were involved in some kind of therapeutic thing, uh, they they would, they would probably run afoul of this law. I would imagine somebody, somebody's going to haul them in for that. Uh, but you know, we don't do that. And, And in fact, this is another good example of why you don't hang out your shingle as a therapist, uh, when you are a pastor, because you're not. Yeah, I think of churches like Saddleback who have these big recovery programs yeah. and counseling centers and that sort of thing. They're probably the ones that would be more susceptible to that sort of thing. Could be. be but, well, it'd be interesting because it's it's going to be on that fuzz area yeah. with, between free exercise of religion on the one hand and you know the state trying to do whatever the state's doing. You know, and this yeah. this state. Uh... Well, this goes up there with a 32-ounce Coke in, in uh, <laughs> New York. I could make a better case against 32-ounce Coke. Starbucks. It, I, I love Starbucks. Even though I don't drink coffee, I, I am a huge fan of Starbucks now. They came out with a 31-ounce uh, latte or whatever. What know? was that about? 3,500 3, calories with about 600 know. grams of fat? I, I don't drink them, but, but you know, I just love the fact that they came out with a 31-ounce just as kind of a up yours to. <laughs> to Bloomberg. <laughs> <laughs> I'm more passionate about foie gras than I am about stuff like oh, yeah, that. That's so. just messed up. Uh Tim it's, So that you can't even force feed a goose anymore. What's going on out Tim there? Tim writes Hi, GWs. Hi. Hi. I appreciate your discussion about the Lutheran view of predestination, God's sovereignty. While it would be helpful to hear a spirited debate between a Calvinist and a Lutheran, oh, please, no. Uh, Pastor Bill's explanation of what we confess have been a great approach. Too often, too often. Lutheran discussions on predestination amount to how we are not Calvinist. Here, there's an episode in the mists of GW history that was particularly helpful to me. Wish I could remember which one it was. We don't wish, don't we ask wish, me. We <laughs> wish we could remember which one it was. So I've got to give you a hint, though. Some of them, about 80% of them, are tagged search on Calvinism. Ah, I'm sure you'll yes. find it somewhere in there. Although, I think we did a better job more recently than when we did those episodes. Could be. You know, it's very hard to properly represent another confession, you know, just out of your own set of presupposition. I've noticed that on the so-called, and I say so-called with quotes around it, Lutheran Reformed Dialogue. That every Lutheran posits a question out of a Lutheran set of presuppositions, and every Reformed guy posits a set of questions out of a Reformed. So n- neither party can actually answer the other's questions. Right. Which is the, be- for me, it's a beautiful thing. Okay. You know, because there's no point. There's, these are two totally irreconcilably different ways of doing theology. And just make peace with that, okay? Would you rather start with an Old Testament view of God or a Christ view of God? <laughs> <You know? laughs> That's a little loaded there, isn't it? It's uh, little no. Little it's, you know, sovereignty God. That's Old Testament, that is baby. Old Testament. That, is, that is as old. But how, how do you do that if you do the Christ Senate? How do you do that with, without becoming a Marcionite? Well, in God's sovereignty, Christ came. And made everything about Christ. God exercises (laughs) his sovereignty in the weakness of the incarnation and the cross. Yes, Yes, that's right. The the, the ham-fisted God is not the God we're dealing with here. But it is the difference. Luther starts with Christ. Calvin starts with uh, the law, the Old Testament, sovereignty, covenant, you know, these legal constructs and, and things like that. Different it's a different way of doing theology. And and whereas we disagree with them vehemently on certain things, I appreciate the fact that they're monergists. They they believe that God alone does salvation. Yeah, but you could be Islamic and believe that. That's true. Except could be Allah a, alone and, and could be there a, is no Trinity there, but that's Yeah, side but side that's point. but that's monergism. I mean, you know, in fact it's sovereign it's God and his <laughs> sovereignty, you know, Allah be praised no matter what. You know, I, we blew up three thousand people. Allah be praised. You know what? I, I infidels. I often admire the reprobate. I admire the Muslim terrorists in a lot of ways. Stop it! No, and I only Stop because it. of this. These are people who believe so sincerely. You're unpatriotic. They believe so sincerely in what they believe that they're willing to actually oh, blow themselves
1: Canada. up. Oh, Canada! Oh wait, wrong,
0: <laughs> wrong, wrong national anthem there. No, Sorry about that. I'm just that. saying. I, I wish that my faith were so sincere and so like, all in. That I would actually be willing to to just lay down my life because some I, pastor told me to. I'd strap on the dynamite for you. You would. I would. I'd light the fuse for and you. You know what? You'd do it in the love of Christ. I would you? very much. But <laughs> go ahead. <laughs> is this is this Spamalot? This is Spamalot. This is. I love that this song. Like this. I I thought I'd punch out a little early so we could get a little more of this song then. We'll A be, musical.
1: we we'll In every show. There comes a song like this It starts off soft and low And ends up with a kiss Oh, where is the song?
0: Now, speaking of gay, this is, like where? It is... Where?
1: Where? where is it? This
0: is one of the few musicals that a guy can go to and sing along with and not feel gay. Well, it's one of the few. Not as gay. Well is that although Les lumber Mizz, lumberjack L- song Lee is is pretty masculine too it, it is, is Jean Valjean stud
1: goes, this is
0: dedicated is to Brian Wolf and table is Talk is radio
1: it is, it is, it is. now we can
0: go straight into the middle of
1: bridge that is too far for me and his sidekick Evan Sing it in your We change the key
0: Funkin' music, white boy. you listening to God Whispers I'm Craig Denofrio. I'm Bill Swirla, nursing a serious case of white man's overbite. <laughs> <laughs> this is one of the greatest songs ever. Oh man, that's good. Who is that again? <laughs> <laughs> oh yeah, it's good stuff. So you have, uh, is that Tapper? I got that, Tappert. That's the rebound one, right? Yeah, this there? is this is my personal Tapper. That's, it's it's kind of, it's just falling apart. And, you uh, have the Burgundy Tapper. I do. Which I do. is really, I do. really interesting. Do you, do you want a Tappert, or do you want to read it out of the official CPH Concordia Reader's Edition? I have the Reader's Edition before that's me fine. here. That's fine. <laughs> we can tell. Um, I, I think we've we're just going to let these guys kind of roll in the background Shall here. Why not? Well, no, wait a minute. We need special Formula of Concord music. Uh, I've got it. Oh, I got it right do. here. Yeah. Oh yeah, that's right. We have our special music. Yeah. Okay. Now, yes. now you're gonna pick up. Uh, where are we gonna pick up? I, I think we left off at uh, the an- did, did we do the, number four? The antitheses. Yeah. It's the antithesis or, number four. Or in the readers edition, negative statements. Oh, I like antitheses a lot better. Instead of antithesis. Todd and Jeff don't have this, man. Nah, they don't. All right. We have some of the weirdest listeners. We do. Well, do you blame them? Nah. I think we made them weird. All right. Point number four. four. We've already dealt with um, the Stoic philosophers and the Manichaeans, you know, beating on that old dead horse. The crass Pelagians. The crass, crass, Pelagians, crass Pelagians, and also the semi-Pelagians who teach that man by virtue of his own powers can make a beginning to his conversion, but couldn't complete it without the grace of and the boys here. Do do they really like to bag on the Manichaeans? The Manichaeans always get a swipe. They yeah. always kind of... Well, you know, but and it makes as, sense. As if the Manicheans were a real issue in the year 1565 or you whatever. Know, you know? Yeah, but they are, you know, because, <laughs> you know, it's not like you have, like, Manichaean churches popping up all over the place. That's true. But dualism yeah, is, uh, you know, it's one of those... Lurking under the, it's kind of the, you know like like mold in your attic. You, you never quite get rid of it, and and this this dualism, this idea of good versus evil, and all of this kind of stuff. That's that's even in Christianity. I'm afraid. You know? Yeah, so, yeah, it is. So you know, so this idea here, and it would be the Manicheans. Uh, who had this mad dream that uh, whatever happens must happen, could not happen otherwise, and that we're basically just compelled by forces of good or evil? Was this popping up with the Zwickau prophets and those guys too? I don't know. Interesting I don't question. doubt it though. I mean, you know, you name it, it popped up. Yeah. Yeah, really. Devil's got an old playbook. He just keeps rehashing. That's true. Well, there's a a limit to there's a limit to how many bad ideas you can actually think up. So So you just kind of (laughs) like retool them, polish them off, and uh, you know send them out there again. Every now and then, someone comes up with a really unique heresy. I you know probably hasn't been a unique one in in the longest well I'm, unique to our age I guess you know like like pe- people think that that like Darwinism or or you know sort of naturalism that, that is uh, the the ism of nature and and that is new or or post Enlightenment post scientific or you know scientific age but it's not um, the Epicurean philosophers believed the same thing and they didn't even have a science textbook in front of them so you know. They, they, they believe that everything just kind of came into existence by itself, yeah, okay. <laughs> of which the probability has been calculated of nothing becoming everything is uh, basically 60 percent. So who's to argue? <laughs> what? <laughs> yeah, the, the mathematician, I believe his name is Victor Stengel, a uh, mathematician physicist, ar- argued that nothing is inherently unstable and the odds, the probability of nothing becoming something is approximately 60 percent. So if you have a vacuum <laughs> there's a 60% no, no, chance no, 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 that no, no, in a vacuum no, no, no. something will just That's not nothing up. that's not nothing enough that's just a, that's like a contained almost nothing that's that's not that's not you have to get down to true nothingness which is unstable, which is why you never see it because it has a sixty percent chance of becoming something. <laughs> That's how that, I, I'm just, I, I'm Hey, just, I just work here. Okay, I, <laughs> I'm stupefied. Yeah, I. You know what? I disagree. I think it's fifty-eight. Where did I get this? I got this out of this this uh, atheist reader that Christopher Hitchens put together. It's it's great reading. It's good stuff. But not all the guys in there are atheists. I think it's it's that it's, it's a it's a misnomer to call all these these guys historically. They're not really atheists. They're, they're something else, but <laughs> they're not athe- Anyway, moving on. Yeah. So we've dealt with the semi-Pelagians, crass Pelagians, Manichaeans, and Stoic philosophers. Okay. So So no to fatalism, and no to uh, we've got enough good to make it the whole way ourselves, and no to we've got enough good to get a good start, and then God finishes it. So likewise, we are rejecting this now. So what's, what's with four? Oh, number four. is that, So we didn't do number four, we no. did number three. No, we haven't done Okay, four. some have acknowledged that a person is too weak to begin his conversion by his free will before regeneration, and he cannot turn himself to God by his own powers and be obedient to God from the heart. Yet they will still assert that if the Holy Spirit has made a beginning by preaching of the word— and has offered his grace in the word, then a person's will from its own natural powers can add something. Ink. <laughs> it really was says that, Was that? that in the text? It really does. Hmm. Uh, oh, just in mind because I wrote it in. A person's will, uh, though little and feebly, feebly? Feebly. Okay. Feeble. Mine says feebly. Feebly, that feebly. is feebly. Yeah, the little and feebly. <laughs> I don't know. Can let me see. Can help and cooperate. See that qualify wait, wait, wait. and prepare itself for grace, and so embrace and accept the word and believe the gospel. Yeah, you that know, was there. Melanchthon's there in 1540. He wrote Fee- feebly. Is that what it was? Yeah. Well, a person's will, though little and feebly. That's what I said. That's wrong. <laughs> That's the second edition. I'm blaming It's little and feeble, not little and feebly. What kind of English is that? I'm blaming a certain editor for <laughs> this one. Oh, we just, we just encountered an editorial error in the Concordia edition. You have a highlighter edition. over there? Uh, I want to highlight this, scan it, that, and send it off to the authorities. I'm shocked. Here, just just mark that. We'll, we'll earmark
1: that.
0: No, in my Tapper. it's though it be little and feeble. I'm telling you. I read Feebly, Feebly is right there. You know, I doubted you because your eyesight isn't worth squat. No, but. and I'm. Uh, I've, I've come to the conclusion. I self-diagnosed myself during Bible study today as being marginally dyslexic. Nice. Yeah, you have to have some one of those sort of status conditions. No, I, that's next. Not, next is that thing, a status condition? Yeah. Next thing you know, you're gonna be you're gonna be allergic to some common food and be a pain in the ass oh. at all parties. I am. The, what tequila? See, that's I wrong. can't drink tequila. That's just wrong. You know what it is because because the agave <laughs> is related to lilies, and if you put Easter lilies on the altar around the altar during Easter, <laughs> I, I just my sinuses just close and I'm a wheezy <laughs> mess. So I figured it out. It's the lily connection. So what is. are we rejecting here in this fourth point? <laughs> I can't drink tequila. I know, well I know that, but what are we rejecting here? It'll in this kill me. Yeah, I believe you. I, well, so far we're rejecting the word feebly. Well, feebly is out. <laughs> S- but but a lot of this is the spirit making the beginning and us us finishing the work. You know, it's like the flip side of semi-pelagianism. Semi-pelagianism: God starts. No, we start. We, God yeah. finishes. We, this we, one we kind of wave, and God says, "Okay, I'll see." The, you. This one, God starts, and we finish. Right. Cooperate. Synergia. Yes, yes. cooperation and salvation, that's a no-no. Well, it's interesting. I just started uh, Bible studying in Galatians today with my church, and, and you know, this is one of the big issues in Galatians, is the whole Judaizing thing. You've been saved, now you got to get circumcised, you got to eat kosher, You've yeah, got, you, got you know, that. can't walk too far on a Sabbath, and, and all that kind of stuff. It goes back to that whole works righteousness, you know, uh, God saved you, now you've got to make sure that you keep your slate clean. See, this is under the article of free will, and I think it's also uh, taking on the Philippists because it was Melanchthon in 1540 who added the assent of man's will uh, in with the stuff that God does. So, in other words, God, God does all this stuff. You know, Christ, Christ procures the victory. God offers, delivers, applies it through the Word and Sacrament, and man's will assents to it. As and is. Uh, <laughs> That's just off wrong. we go. That's 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 early Arminia. That's Arminianism before Arminius. Yeah. And it's it's the whole decision theology and it's it's everything else. The the whole idea is that, you know, God lays it in front of you, now it's up to you to accept it. Maybe Calvin should have blustered and bellowed against Melanchthon more. You know, you know what this also is too? This is that 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 medieval ladder climbing too. You know, God starts you off in the ladder and then you and God work together and work right. up the ladder, right. you know, holy, 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 all the way to the top. So, uh, so we're, we're, we're no go on that one. Yes, that is correct. That's, um, you know, and I think that's really, I I think when people see salvation as a process, that's where things start to go wrong. You know, that, that, and, and I've seen this over and over again is, 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 you know, well, baptism is a beginning, uh, well, th- you know, that leads salvation you, is a process. That leads you to that early error in the church about, uh, you know, after baptism, you got to keep your slate clean, so you should be baptized on your deathbed. Well, yeah, they had the, the, that problem was they, they you know, they kind of understood that baptism washed away sin, but they took it in the sense that, well, now that you're sinless, you can't sin anymore because right. you can't get baptized the second you, time. You, you can't go outside wearing that robe because you'll get it dirty. You know, that's where, that's where Luther's genius comes in, where he basically says repentance is nothing else than a return to baptism. Yeah. You know, so, so he sees baptism is ever available. Uh, but anyway, five, five, some have taught that a person after he has been born again, anothen from above, uh, can perfectly observe and complete, completely fulfill God's law. And that this fulfilling is our righteousness before God, by which we merit eternal life that's ladder climbing too yeah that's the that's the idea that uh that that um hmm i mean that that that's the idea that we we become holy it's wesleyan could be i mean that's that's the basis of all the holiness type movements yeah um Tappert has it this way, after his conversion, man is able to keep the law of God perfectly and entirely, um, which cannot be... See, that's a denial of the SEMO. Right. I'm amazed at how much goes wrong when you deny that we are simultaneously total sinners, sinner in total under the law, and total saint in Christ under the gospel. When when you deny that SEMO, literally all hell breaks loose. Well, and... That's actually the last thing that fell into place when I became a Lutheran was was when I understood that that I'm simultaneously saint and a sinner. That came before my my uh, understanding baptism because it all kind of played together for some reason. And when that clicked in, and I realized, hey, I'm not a saint or a sinner, I am a saint and a sinner. All of a sudden, baptism, infant baptism, and all that seem to make a lot more sense to me. It does. You also understand how you, you, nobody can say that they can keep the law perfectly because they remain in this life total sinner. And a sinner cannot keep the law. You know, so everything that we do, we've said this before with Heidelberg, everything that we do in the flesh must be done through the sinful flesh and therefore is going to be sin. Even our good works right. are going to be sinful. Yep. Not that they're sinful in themselves, but that because they're done by a sinner, they are not pure and perfect as they need to be, and therefore, you know, the you know what what constitutes our righteousness before God is not what we do, but what Christ has done. That alien righteousness, that righteousness from outside of ourselves. on uh, in Tappert, there th- this says. And that this fulfilling is our righteousness before God by which we merit eternal life. It, does it read the same way right. in Tapper? Right, 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 I mean, if they would say, you know, it it, it just, it it's not, there's no imputation of righteousness. Exa- well, that's there's, exactly there's right. There's no the, Christ's righteousness in my... In my place because Second Corinthians five twenty-one, right? That Christ became sin so that in him we might become the righteousness of God. You know, but this goes back to your whole sixty percent thing. Because <laughs> I, I, I have no righteousness, there's there's a void there, and and there's sixty percent chance that God is my righteousness. Then, <laughs> right? No, if you do it, you'll only do it to sixty <laughs> percent. Eh, not good enough. <laughs> But uh, yeah, so so this, this notion that we become righteous before God by our doing, you know, it, it, and that's the, this whole misunderstanding of sanctification as, you know, God justifies us, now we have to get sanctified, and in getting sanctified, we become righteous right. before God. Right. Uh, anything that's coram deo is God's doing. God alone does it in Christ. Is it our, our buddy Steve, your dive buddy? Uh, on Facebook has been hammering hard on, on, uh, infant baptism, baptismal regeneration, all this kind of stuff. And, uh, it's amazing. He's got a lot of fundagelical friends that are really objecting to this. That still sounds like a, like a, a frozen treat. Fundagelical? A fundagelical? A yeah. something uh, You know, the good humor guys to come around. I had the kiwi around. one the other day. It wasn't as good as the banana. As I'm, I'm just saying it now. comes in a whole array of tropical fruit flavors. <laughs> Speaking of tropical fruit, I had the weirdest tropical fruit I've ever eaten yesterday. Was it the ugly fruit? Dragon fruit. Oh, dragon fruit. I've never I've had one that. of I've... those. I, I have a, I have a, a Vietnamese gal in my congregation, and she comes to me on Sunday. She's got this little, this little gift bag in her hand. and she is, says, this, is this one got is it all pointy and stuff? Well, it's that pointy and, and pink red color. I mean, pink just like it, an absurd color. It looks like it's been spray painted in some sort of yeah. a detailing shop. And, and, and you cut it in half. I had to go on the internet to figure out what to do with it. And, and I cut it in half lengthwise. It's kind of oblong. Is it like a pufferfish where if you eat the kind wrong of part, you die? Oh, well, I don't know. They say to cut <laughs> off all the pink stuff. So and then, but what's cool is on the inside, it's very white with tiny black seeds like a kiwi. Huh. So it looks kind of like white kiwi on the inside. And then you scoop it all that out in a single piece, and you you, you dice it up really nice, you know, make it chunk it. And you put it back into that oh, half. So it's kind of like a salad bowl. Yeah, yeah, like yeah, yeah, So, you know, it's like you do that with pineapple, you know, yeah. put it in it. Yeah, so it was, very, it, was, it was good. What did it taste like? Uh, kind of like a very, very sweet, not a lot of flavor. Okay. Kiwi's got more flavor than okay. this does, but sweet, no acid at all, no no right. no acidity, but, but just it was kind of sweet, nectar like, if you will. Would it be a good juice? <sighs> I don't think so. I don't uh, think I don't think there's. It might, but I'm you I'm have I'm wondering, to, dragon juice would be kind of kind of cool to. It's supposed to be good for digestion, but you know these Asians, everything is good for is something. You know, why can't you just eat food because it yeah. tastes good? You know, uh, it's got to be good for the good for this, good for that. You know, I don't aphrodisiac know. whatever you know, but I, I don't think it has any aphrodisiac powers. You didn't, you didn't really. I didn't notice. You really. weren't feeling real amorous after eating this. No, nah, no. You weren't chasing Karen around the house. Or? Nah. No, hmm. no. Yeah. I have no idea what we were talking about before you went off on that. Becoming righteous before I, God. I'm just having fun with you having an ADD moment. All, right. all, the, all the solas are quorum are <laughs> Deo, you see. The, this, is, this is you know It's faith alone, Christ alone, grace alone. These are all before God. You know you talked about monergism. That's where monergism comes into play, Right before God. God alone does it all. Uh, before men, we're busy. We, we, got, we got lots to do, and God works through us. That's whole doctrine of vocation. Yeah, I've, but, I've got nothing to offer. No, I mean, I'm, I'm just. I don't. Are, are you speaking personally, or, or are you do you speaking um, theologically? I have nothing to offer God. Period. Oh, oh, I thought you were just talking about yourself. Oh, yeah, no, that's right. <laughs> yeah, that's a, that's true on both counts. Really, <laughs> really. <laughs> no, six six. We also reject and condemn the error of the enthusiasts, oh, the, A.K.A. the Schwermerai, Schwermerai, or the Vineyard we can yeah, well we just <laughs> to bring it to local is. are they yeah. still around yeah they are really they are yeah yeah you know what they've mellowed out a lot yeah i would imagine They're so in as wild as their their heyday is gone yeah they they, imagined, they they jumped the shark a long well, time yeah ago. The, i mean when once they got into the holy growling and barking that, yeah. that that kind of i mean that was the peak of the when you, you start growling and barking and rolling in the aisles barking that's for it. jesus that's, that's it
1: that's right
0: they imagine that god without means Without the hearing of God's word and also without the use of holy sacraments or the holy sacraments, draws people to himself and enlightens, justifies, and saves them. Hmm. We call people enthusiasts who expect the heavenly illumination of the spirit without the preaching of God's word. Hmm. You know, that strikes me as kind of a throw in, though. It's got really nothing to do with free will, uh, but it has to do with how God works. I mean, we come back to that over and over again, but it seems like yeah, they just kind of point. lob. It really, really doesn't sort of lob that in there. Free will. Yeah. It does remind us, though, that these things. That is, our justification, our enlightenment, our salvation, our forgiveness, all come outside of ourselves. That is, through means. See, that's what's so offensive to the enthusiast. extra noose. Yeah. The extra-noseness is very offensive to the old Adam because the old Adam would like something good to come up, to well up from within. Yes. And Jesus says, uh, no, 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 it's, it's, it's out of the heart proceed. And he lists all the, the you know, the effluent. The, well, and the, that's... That's kind of the, the basis of a lot of pop religion and, and uh, you know, New Age stuff and all that is look within, look to the God within you, and, and you are God, and God is you, and everything is God, and and look within to the goodness. Whereas the, the true Christian says, I look within and I see a demon staring me in the face pretty much, you know? what? There's nothing good in there. Mm-hmm. Uh, from my heart proceeds only wretchedness apart from Christ. So... Now, seven is a weirdo. Yeah. Some teach that conversion and read. I'm sorry, that in conversion and regeneration, God entirely exterminates the substance and essence of the old Adam and especially the rational soul. Oh, man, I hate this rational soul talk. (laughs) They say that in conversion and regeneration, he creates a new essence of the soul out of nothing. I don't even know where to go with that I don't either I don't, I don't I need a footnote, yeah, okay, well, let's talk about the drowning of of the old Adam, so in baptism, we'd say that God drowns the old Adam and then we say, but he still lives right he still he still kicks that's the forensic character of of justification is that it is a declaration of the word, so it's as good as done, right, you know. It's like, it's like the words, it's like, well, it's like, be fruitful and multiply. God, God only has has to say it once and it happens ever thereafter. Uh And so in baptism, the old Adam is declared dead. Right. It's like filling out the, the death certificate ahead of your death. So the death sentence is passed. Yep. And there is no appeal. No, no, it's as, it's as though it had already been executed. Yeah, You know, it's a little bit like the way Adam experienced it. On the day you eat of it, you will surely die. Well, he didn't die on the day he ate of it, but he was dead. He will surely die. Oh, yeah, and he did. I mean, it took a few hundred years for that to kind of work itself out, but that sentence is still hanging over him, Yep, you know? And, and so, so yeah, I mean, I think, I think that's, that's the right understanding of how the old Adam can be drowned in baptism and yet be in need of continual Drowning. Yeah. And my baptism is not a one time thing, but a lifetime thing. It's not I was baptized, but I am baptized. You know, and, and so though baptism isn't really part of this discussion here, at least in this particular thing, if we're talking about rebirth, we are talking about baptism. Well, and anytime the old Adam pops up, it's appropriate, I think, to to bring a baptism there. But see, it's a it's a wrong understanding to say that in conversion God destroys the old Adam and raises a new Adam. He doesn't. He does not destroy the old Adam. They exist side by side. Yes. That's the SEML again. Right. You know, if, if it was just the new man in Christ alone, first of all, we wouldn't need resurrection. We would be at the resurrection. Second of all, we wouldn't need the law because there'd be no sin. I mean, the, the whole thing just kind of like, you know, it, it's, it's, it's basically we would be entirely visibly uh, completely in the new creation. But, but we're caught in the semel. That's also a now, not yet kind of thing. I think used to et picator is another way of saying now, not yet, applied to the individual. You know, now we are wholly righteous, but in Christ, we are not yet wholly righteous in ourselves. Okay. You know, that's you know, just another, it's the eschatological Yeah, and so you component. can talk like Paul does, Simul. it's no longer I who sin, but yeah. sin that dwells in me. Because he's dead. Right. By God's declaration, and yet, you know, irritatingly, very much alive. So, because he said that that you know the sin seized the law and it killed him, the people, law killed him. People could accuse us of having dual personalities when we talk like this. yeah, that's right we've got a yeah. Jekyll and Hyde thing yeah. going there, yeah, and tell me it isn't so. it is so well, number eight, eight, we reject cases where the following expressions are used without explanation oh that that means <laughs> questionable things a person's will before. In and after conversion, resist the Holy Spirit, and the Holy Spirit is given to those who resist him intentionally and persistently. For as Augustine says, in conversion, God makes willing per- persons out of unwilling, or out of the unwilling, and dwells in the willing. <laughs> this, this, this will cause, this will cause a Calvinist eyes to yes, spin backwards starting here. starting to cause mine too. <laughs> He makes the unwilling willing and dwells in the willing. (laughs) Okay. We reject uh, cases where the expressions of ancient and modern teachers of the church are used without explanation. When it is said, God draws, but he draws the willing. Oh, naughty. Likewise, some say in conversion, a person's will is not idle, Mm -hmm. but also does something. Mm -hmm. We maintain that because these expressions have been introduced for confirming the false opinion about the powers of the natural free will in a person's conversion against the doctrine of God's grace, they do not conform to sound doctrine. Therefore... When we speak of conversion to God, these th- uh, these things should be avoided. Fair enough. I mean, you know because all of those imply that we add something, we do something, cooperation. There's some sort of cooperation to one extent here. or another. so so you know, it throws out those. I'm still troubled by the uh, the first one, but let's let's read it all the way through and see: yeah. on the it other hand, it's always is, the other hand. Yeah, on the mm-hmm. other hand, it is correctly said that in conversion. God, through the drawing of the Holy Spirit, makes willing people out of stubborn and unwilling ones. And after such conversion, in the daily exercise of repentance, the regenerate uh, will of of a person is not idle, but cooperates in all the works of the Holy Spirit, which he performs through us. Ah, So if we go back to the first part of that thing, what's rejected in the first part is not... Um, that man's will before or in conversion resists the Holy Spirit. I mean, man's natural will is, you know, you like like, like Stephen said, you do always resist the Holy Spirit. You know, how I, Jesus to Jerusalem, how I'd long to gather you, uh, but you would not. Uh, but the problem is, after conversion, to say that, would you say that man has two wills after conversion? After conversion? Yeah. Well, we have the old Adam that we like to fondle, and then still, we have the new Adam that we still, want to live. Still needs to ha- still needs to die. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I can't believe what I'm, here, what People I'm hearing. People were here. upset over Jesus as a friend of mine the other day, so I, th- I thought I'd give him a little of this before. Oh, this is just kind of a little teaser.
1: Always look on...
0: There you go. <laughs> so, so we conclude here that man after conversion has two wills. Jesus pretty much. One in Adam Jesus and one in Christ. Yeah, no wonder we're screwed up. We're schizo. Jesus Very much so. so. And we have an excuse. Yeah. God did it. It'll stop one day.
1: My life as it should be. He taught me how to turn my cheek when people laugh at me. One who will never leave your flat